Hi, I'm Josh McKinney. And I'm Eric Windsor. Welcome to Gut Check, the show where we have a candid conversation about gaming culture. This week we are joined by legendary and fabled blogger, geek extraordinaire, Billy Hay. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. We're happy to have you back. Yeah, it made sense because this week we're talking about uh, Telltale's newest game, The Wolf Among Us, and you had been here before talking about Telltale's yes. The Walking Dead. And so we thought, hey, you should buy this game, play it, and talk with us about it. Yeah, we're like, who's a, who's a cool guy that could play a Telltale game and talk about that? And since Johnny Telltale couldn't get, it, get on the show, we called you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> Whatever. We're happy to have you. As soon as this game came out, I was like, oh, this is podcast material. Awesome. So, Wolf Among Us. Eric, what is this thing? Uh, this is Telltale's newest episodic series uh, uh, based on uh, Bill Willingham's uh, graphic novel series, Fables. Um, it is uh, a darker, more mature, adult fairy tale, murder, mystery, intrigue, awesome stories. Uh, taking basically um, what's happened is in the world that we know, there is um, the fairy tale world um, where all of the stories that we've ever heard about, you know, Three Little Pigs, uh, Peter and the Wolf, um, Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, all those things actually happened. Uh, those are real people, real things that happened. But we've got a skewed version um, because their alternate reality where the fables live um, is is right alongside where we live. And we are uh, humans. We're called the mundane. and Mundies. Uh, Mundies. And... Uh, uh, fables is a story about how uh, the the fables uh, the, that society is now um, forced to live alongside with us in in secret, um, and about the stories that happens, the struggles, the battles, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so, Mondays are unaware of this, supposedly. Supposedly, supposedly. Uh, in order to, in order to be unaware, they have uh, Monday or uh, fables have to buy uh, spells or glamours. Mm-hmm. To hide, uh, especially the ones that are non-human. So, or they have to live at the farm. The farm, the fabled, fabled at the farm. Yeah, it's where we send all of our dead pets to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, the actual real, you know, animals. So, so uh, quick establishment uh, familiarity with the the property here that we're going to talk about today. Billy, how familiar were you prior to playing The Wolf Among Us? Prior to playing, I did not know very much about it at all. So I came in with the clean slate of zero expectations about the story, just looking forward to to jumping into it with both feet. Josh? Uh, For me, same thing. Uh, I got a preview of it at PAX Prime when we got to play it there. But prior to that, I was aware that the series existed because the fables comic series have been around for like over 10 years right i mean it's it's come, become a fabled property in itself and so i was really unaware of it uh beyond yes this thing exists the artworks i've seen covers looks pretty good but i knew nothing else about it and so i was clean slate and um just excited because of the walking dead having played having played that i was like well these guys can tell a story i'll give it a shot how about you eric I'm 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 the uh, I guess I say I was the, I'm the expert the resident expert I think you're the aficionado <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the archive historian <laughs> you're the um, buffkin yeah I'm the buffkin <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I've read I've read all the trades 
Um, I've recently been uh, reading the uh, the actual paper novels. Um, I just read, uh, finished up yesterday, actually, um, Peter and Max, um, a fable story, um, which is about the Piper brothers, uh, Peter and Max, um, and how Peter got to know Bo Peep, and it's like a, it's all it's an amazing oh. book. It's it's really really like Peter Piper pick a pickled pepper. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then his brother Max is the Pied Piper. Oh. So. Ooh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And there's and and there's a whole whole list of stories that happen just in their childhood, um, and the, the story is about uh, they're adults now, grown up, and something happened between Peter and Max, and Peter has to go find Max, and um, it goes back and forth. The story goes back and forth between their childhood and what happened to separate them, and then. Uh, what happened, you know, as, as an adult when they finally meet back up. Okay. And uh, I highly, highly recommend it. It's an amazing book. It's it's a, it's a short read, um, fairly short. If you're like me, you just can't put a good book down. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, yeah. Awesome. Highly recommend. Now, we, we, we have to say, before we start delving into the episode discussion, this is really, really spoilerific. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't played mm-hmm. it yet... Or if you weren't the lucky person that won our season pass on our site, otlgaming.com, um, go play it and then come back and listen to it because we're going to be talking about things that are going to definitely spoil your experience, but you should come back because we're going to have a discussion about some of these things and the consequences they may carry forward. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Because yeah, much like uh, Telltale's other games, all the choices that you make in the game carry forward. Yeah. The, the characters will remember things that you said. Characters remember things that you did or didn't do, um, and depending on your uh, the of course there's a there's a time feature yeah uh, in there depending on how fast you are in making decisions that also affects. Mm-hmm. Now before we talk because in, throughout the whole story it's all about there's a lot of choices just like with The Walking Dead you had to make a lot of choices so we're going to be talking about those choices today and with each and every one of us what choice we made. Um, I have to preface this that we don't know what each other choice they made. So this is all new to us. So we're excited. But um, I just want to say before we go into this, though, a little discussion between this and the Walking Dead experience. And I want to get your feedback, guys. So playing the Walking Dead as Lee, I felt it was genuinely easier to be a good guy. I genuinely wanted to be a good guy. I wanted to make the right decision for the group. I wanted to, you know, do the right thing all at all times. The Wolf Among Us, though, it's really weird for me because I have this conflict of I just want to tear things up. I want to be aggressive. I'm tired of the being treated inappropriately. I'm tired of being put down. I'm not the I'm not the city's dog. I'm I'm just like oh, I just want to go crazy. Uh, and so I have a huge inner conflict with this because I want to do the right thing. But at the same time, there are people that push my buttons and I want to get in their face or rip their arm off. Um, so, Billy, did you have this kind of experience? Yeah, it's definitely a lot different from The Walking Dead and and how you interact with different characters. Because in The Walking Dead, you're kind of in the in this group and you're trying to survive. And, you know, you're, you're not automatically a character that people don't like whereas in the wolf among us nobody likes you from the start um and as the sheriff i felt like well these people don't like me i still got to get shit done because i'm the sheriff and if i don't do my job 
you know, bad things are going to happen. So I definitely felt like I felt more justified in going that aggressive route because I definitely wanted good things to happen through me being a badass. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, because you play the big bad wolf, you're Big B, and so you you have a dark past. You ate a lot of people. <laughs> well, yeah, let me, let, me, let, me, let me get into that as the historian of the group. So uh, when the fables left their world, they're basically all exiled. And they all signed a treaty basically saying, we're going to start a new society. We're going to forgive sins of the past. And we're going we're gonna to start fresh, square one. And so Big B's got this, you know, a really, really, really dark past of being an evil fuck. <laughs> He killed people. He uh, arbitrarily, not for sport, not for fun, you know, just because. Um, it was inherent in his in his personality. And now you've got a guy who has who has decided to start over. He sees a chance to start over. He's he wants to do the right thing, but he is constantly beset on the the politics of the fables because you've got the the have-nots and the haves that live in the woodlands you've got uh, the pressure of of being known as this fearful creature from the past who would just eat people and you know kill arbitrarily and he's the guy in charge he's the guy that is is making you follow all the rules so uh, there's there's a complexity to big b where he's trying to do the right thing, but no matter what he does, he's always in the wrong. Always. People think of him as the jerk, and then as soon as he tries to enforce the rules to do the right thing in a situation, he's he's immediately behind the eight ball. So did you struggle with Big B or Lee versus Lee, or was this the same kind of experience for you? For me, it was more about crawling into the mindset of a character that I already know. Um, whereas with Lee, it's a little different because you get to you get to imprint with Lee because Lee's an original character. Mm-hmm. There, there was never a Lee Everett <coughs> in the graphic novel for Walking Dead, so you got to basically make him your own. With Bigby, it is a little different for me because of my familiarity with the character. Um, for you guys, it seems like you're able to kind of pick up on the tone of the series and the way that the characters and the AI react to you. Um, for me, it wasn't about. Uh, I got to get through this. Just shut up and do what I'm going to, you know, what I told you to do, or I'm going to eat you or beat you up. For me, it was more like living in that skin and trying to, trying to, to interpret what I thought Bigby would do from the Bigby that I know for the last 10 years. Okay. So I think that, that, that goes right into talking about the choices, the choices we make as the big bad wolf, Bigby. So our very first choice you come across in the game is, uh, do you give Faith money? You know, so you have this uh, beat em up session with the woodsman in the woodsman's apartment. You guys get thrown, you know, you throw yourselves out the window. Uh, you land on the car. Uh, the woodsman gets an axe in the head, which is awesome. Yeah, that <laughs> it really was, is awesome. That and, was, that was awesome. you know, so Faith, being the prostitute, doesn't have money for a pimp. So... You feel bad, maybe? Don't feel bad? Do you give her money? So, Eric, did you give her money? I did not. Okay. Because I thought that would be more enabling than helping. Um, oh, okay. Because I really, you really couldn't tell what she was... I mean, obviously, the, 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 the scene presents herself as if she was a prostitute. Um, but 
you don't have all of the context. You don't know, you know, you didn't see him pick her up from the street, then take her up to an apartment and then start wailing on her. Yep. You know, you don't hear, she, you know, she's not trying to put her clothes back on. She's not, you know, in tattered ripped clothes or anything. She's just kind of beat up a little bit. Um, and she looks like a streetwalker. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just thought, yeah, there was a part of me that was like, I, I should probably do the right thing and just give her some money and hopefully that helps her out. But I was more about what Bigby would do in that situation, which he wouldn't enable. Mm-hmm. He he would try to control the situation and 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 make them go along. So Billy, what did you do? Well, I didn't have that context with uh, with Bigby's story so much, so I just immediately felt bad for her and I gave her the money because um, you know I didn't. I figured, you know, with the way that that hierarchy works, with she's a working girl and she's in a desperate situation, I thought, you know, if if she doesn't show up with any money, she could be in super big trouble, and I don't want to put another person in that situation when I have the opportunity to help them out. Um, although, and I and I don't know what the effects of me giving her money versus not giving her money would have been, because gave her the money. But uh, I think the I consequence like was, was just—I think the consequence was just immediate in the game. There's something we can touch upon later on. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's that's the call I made. Um, Josh, what did you do? So in my original playthrough, and I've gone through most the game mostly twice now. Uh, so in my original playthrough, I gave her the money. Um, Eric, though, just listening to him, him what he explaining this though, I'm like, wait a minute, because he brings up a good point. We're taking it at face value that she said she's a prostitute, that she was there as like a, you know, a trick. She could have been robbing him. I didn't think about this. So I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my second playthrough, I didn't give her the money, but I didn't even think about that. I was taking her at face value. Lips are sealed. Mm, All right. Whatever. Now I'm going to make a new choice. (laughs) That's definitely it. Eric, that's a that's That's a a good point good yeah. way to look at it right. i mean it, it's hard to know which which one it is but i think that's what makes the games like this so good is that you can you it's it's based on your own interpretation yeah so. well because you're feeling you know she's beat the heck up right. and then the woodsman is just aggressive and you guys have to fight and you're like for me it was this oh why would she lie she just got the crap beat out of her didn't even think about it yeah she could have been lying okay she'll pay for it later not nice to lie so the second choice in the game is you have did you tell beast the truth about beauty so you want to set that up eric so when you go when when you're done with your encounter with faith um you head back to the woodlands uh, which is where your apartment office and everything is at and uh you encounter on the way into the building you see someone off in the uh the shadows lurking and you're like uh come on out whoever that is <laughs> and it's uh, it's beauty and she's sneaking out in the middle of the night and she's she won't tell you where she's going or what she's doing she just asks you to to not tell beast anything yeah just keep a secret for a good friend and then later on when you get into the apartment complex you run into beast and he's like hey have you seen my wife yep so billy what did you do well i would have loved to have just stayed out of it but uh, i ended up lying for her um just because you know she made me promise i didn't want to i didn't want to be the guy who broke his word so initially did you tell beauty that you would lie for her 
I did. Okay, then Beast asked, and then you said, I don't know where she is. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Eric? Yeah, Josh, what did you do? Oh, me? Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, originally, in my first playthrough, I said, uh, I'm going to stay out of it. And then when Beast confronts me, just straight up asks me, I'm, I, I decide, I'm not going to lie to him. So I said, yeah, I just saw her run off. Now, I didn't tell Beast. Yeah, she said, don't tell you where she's going. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't play that hand. Uh, but then the second playthrough, I just straight up said, no, I'm not going to lie. And so, because I, I, like Billy, I didn't want to lie, but I, I would much rather have just stayed out of it. How about you, Eric? I wanted to stay out of it, but I, I again, that didn't want to be an enabler. So uh, she asked me to, to not say anything and I promised not to say anything and I did lie. I just, okay. yeah, yeah I, I would love to stay out of it, but I know there's just not a way to, to really do that truly. Mm-hmm. So, so where do you, uh, Bailey, where do you think she was going? What do you think she was up to? Did you have any uh, ideas? I don't, I have literally no idea what she was up to, which is worrisome. Um, definitely. Yeah. Cause you don't, I didn't really have a lot of context with, with her and her relationship with Beast or her backstory so much when I was at that point. Um, but I imagine it's not good, and I imagine it has something to do with her husband. Okay. Ooh. How about you, Eric? Um, since this is a prequel story, I, I don't have a context for knowing what, what actually is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but my best guess is, it, again, like Billy, I don't think it's anything good when a wife is sneaking out in the middle of the night and asking people and friends to not say anything to her husband. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fables. Anything could be happening. She could be hunting down something for him, and she's trying to keep it as secret as possible um, as a as a wedding gift or you know, like a like a uh, anniversary present or something. Um, or it could be something more nefarious, like she's trying to get away. You know, or she's trying to, and yeah, maybe she's got a drug problem. You okay. Know? <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be any number of things, but there's definitely a reason, you know, a reason why she wants you to lie. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. I, uh, for me, I was, I see, I was reading the book of fables as I went along and every time you told me a little bit about the backstory of these people, yeah. I actually was wondering, um, if maybe she was a, a working girl like faith that maybe she was hooking herself out as well uh, because beast is working two jobs to keep the family afloat. I don't, I didn't recall seeing anything about her having a job. And so I was, or, or if she wasn't a working girl, maybe she just had a job that she was doing so she could try to help support the family as well because you know, she wants to contribute. Right. I don't know. Mm. We shall probably see. I'm going to guess the next well, episode. Well, you know, it, it teases a little bit at the end of, of episode one when you beat the when you finish up the story. It, it, there's a little tease, and it yeah. looks like there's something to do with a nightclub, uh, possibly something sexual. Don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think I think we'll find a little bit more about what's going on between Beast and Beauty in the next episode. Okay. So, everything goes awry when uh, Faith's head arrives at your doorstep. And uh, Snow White comes, and you have to then go tell Ichabod uh, about the incident. And then you uh, you tell Ichabod, you do some research, you find out who Faith is, her backstory of donkey skin, which is really, really messed up fable. Really messed up. Because I looked it up <laughs> online and yep. to get a little backstory into the actual fable. It is really messed up. Um, so then you get a phone call 
Toad's freaking out. So then you have a choice. Well, I, when you're researching about Faith in that in that segment that you're talking about, um, you actually have to find out who she is before you can use a uh, magic mirror to locate where fables are. Correct. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And so there's there's a scene where you f- you find out who she is and who she's who she's associated with in in this in Fable Town. Yep. And um, one of those characters is Prince Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And you're presented with a scene of of kind of loose interpretation of dark things. <laughs> you see a pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, you see a bloody knife. Um, and you you don't really I mean that's about it you don't see a face you don't see anything other other any other context other than a bloody knife and a pair of feet yeah it looks like Lawrence is in trouble yes <laughs> so then you're presented with a choice of going to to track down Prince Lawrence or you get a phone call and it's from Toad go ahead take it from there Josh so, so you have a choice to make do you go check on Prince Lawrence so you're trying to find leads in this investigation of Faith's death so do you go to Prince Lawrence's her husband's house and or do you go help out Toad because he sounds like things are going awry Billy what'd you do I went to Toad's the the thought process because you, you got to just make a call really quick and my thought process was okay toad just called me he sounds freaked out there's a chance i can get there and catch whoever is is you know messing things up at that place because i thought well that that scene is part of what happened last night it's probably got some evidence as to who did it so i thought that was the best chance to catch someone in the act um and so that's that's why I went that way. Um, but I'd be interested to hear what you guys decided to do. So I I went to Prince Lawrence's first, um, just off of the bloody knife. <laughs> I just I wanted to know what what because I thought in my mind that's evidence that's got that's got an immediate need. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt the urge of I, I should probably go help out Toad, but my gut was like I need to get I need to get the knife I need to I need to pursue that lead. So I went to Prince Lawrence's first, and I and I think I had a different experience than you guys. Um, Josh, what did you do? Uh, first playthrough, I went to Toad's first. Second playthrough, I went through Lawrence's first. Uh, so when it, and I I chose Toad's because I just want to be a good guy. I just want to keep that good guy thing going. So did someone you? emergency calls, you know, and I I just destroyed Toad's car. <laughs> I I just wanted to help out. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask. Did you guys kind of feel maybe a little bit guilty because you kind of really messed up Toad's life? Oh yeah, <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> okay, so that was that was my choice. So, so Billy, what did you do? Um, uh, what did you do after um, when you um, when you were at Toad's? Um, were you able to to discern information from him? Yeah, yeah the. That was kind of a cool scene because you kind of get to play detective um, in his apartment. And so I caught him in a, in a couple different lies and ended up finding out that someone had been there and had roughed him up a bit. Um, but I don't think I figured out who it was. Um, but that was, that was definitely a fun scene to play. Yeah. I, I want to be honest, when I was playing through the Toad section, I, I got the feeling that the the person there 
um, had maybe killed Toad and taken his skin, almost like a skinwalker. Oh I, I, I went, I went really, really dark. That's dark. <laughs> because of the blood wound on his head, and then like I'm seeing all these other things, and he's he's lying. I thought, well, this isn't Toad, because he would just <laughs> clam up and tell me everything. So I, I went super, super dark, thinking, oh man, the you know this guy's going to turn out to be the killer. And I got snow in the other room with the kid <laughs> who I'm going to have to tell his dad's dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Josh, uh, how about you? How, how was that? How was that investigation for you? The investigation was, you know, it was neat because it was just like Billy was saying, you got to be a detective. Uh, you get to catch him in lies and then you find out, well, why he was lying. It was justified because Tweedle, D or dumb, whichever one that causes the next incursion is a total ass and dumb. Dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, but, you know, the thing is so the next choice in the game you have to make is what happened to Prince Lawrence. So, in Billy, in my, our cases originally, we went to Toad's house and that affected our coming back to Prince Lawrence's house. So, you went to Prince Lawrence's first, Eric. What was so, the scene there? So for me, I'm, I'm given the opportunity to to actually uh, talk with him a little bit and actually save him yeah. um, from killing himself if you go to Lawrence's first. And I actually succeeded in that in my first playthrough. Mm-hmm. And um, I did like you. I did a second playthrough. I went through and I went to Toad's instead first. Um, just kind of let Prince Lawrence die. I knew that if I didn't go, he wasn't going to make it because I wouldn't be there to talk to him. Yep. So um, I, I decided to do that as a second playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, it, it's it's unique because now you have a you have a character that you can can interrogate and talk to a little bit more, get more background information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as effectual in in terms of like unlocking more book of fables information, um, but it, it definitely will be one of those things that you know now I've got a character that I can go back to and talk to as the rest of the episodes come out, possibly. Well, and so that you bring up the point. So my second playthrough, I did the same thing where I went to Lawrence's first and prevented him from killing himself. And, you know, you're waiting in that closet. And I think if you wait too long, he actually would still end up he, killing himself. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a whole different kind of experience. And I actually wonder, though, if he still ends up killing himself. That's like good. maybe we just didn't see it because we yeah. left and he still had the gun. Right. Uh, and then, you know, he'll eventually find out about Faith. So I'm wondering if he still... It, just like what Telltale has done with the Walking Dead games, this guy's got a red shirt. He's gonna <laughs> die, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to change it, right? Because uh, I felt, I still felt like I made a better decision helping out Toad and his family. Yeah, TJ is adorable. Yeah, Toad Junior. Yeah, adorable. I could just eat those little legs, those <laughs> little, little frog little, legs, little butter, <laughs> little, little bit butter, little bit of butter. <laughs> and you said I went dark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in Billy and I Our games You know obviously Prince died Your game He lived uh, Bill, uh, Eric So Then you go in this chase You're chasing Tweedledee Because then Dumb comes And knocks you out Correct uh, So Once you've done that You have to get A prime suspect Because you go through You know the whole like game who do, who, do you, who do you finger For the crime Yeah so Prime suspects Billy Who's your prime suspect well, at the time, I still was leaning towards the woodsman, so that's who I chose. Um, just because of the whole um, chopping off the head thing. Okay. And the fact that I hadn't seen him and that I knew he was laying low. Yeah. Um, 
But I changed my mind on that after the scene at the bar. The trip trap. Which happens right after that. Yep. How about you, Eric? I chose the Tweedles. Yeah. Right off the bat. Me too. I, I, for me, uh, there, there's there's too much not being, and it's probably a red herring. Yeah. Knowing my knowing my gut. Um, none of the choices that we were presented with are probably the killer at this point. There'll yeah. probably be another, an actual revelation later on. But, um, hence the name Smoke and Mirrors for the next episode. That's why I think maybe my, my initial choice is going to be wrong. Good observation. But, um, thank you. Um, but I, my gut for what was presented with me, uh, the information that I had, I, I would like to choose Woody, but given the fact that he was just kind of drunk and violent, I don't think that he would just go back and, and be malicious for, for no reason. And then um, leave that message for you. Yeah, with the with the head. Like that. That's just too. That's too neat a bow. Too yeah. too too wrapped up nicely. So I went with the X factor. So. Yeah, I did too because I didn't feel Woody was responsible for it at all. He's totally off my list. I, I never even considered him as a suspect. And I I like you. I didn't think the Tweedles necessarily did it, but they're being they're puppets. I want to know who the puppeteer is. Right. And Who's I Mr. To, X? Yeah. Yep. I wanted to continue that investigation. So we get to the Trip Trap Bar. Trip Trap. What happens, Eric? So you go into the Trip Trap Bar looking. You get some look chocolate at, milk. Looking, you're looking for <laughs> you're looking for Woody. Yep. Because um, he's the, he's the next lead for you to chase down, and um, he's got his picture in the bar, and yet no one seems to know who he is. Yeah. Uh, so you've got you've got the the lady behind the counter, um, and if you hadn't given Faith your money. Uh, at the beginning of the uh, episode, you could use some of that money to buy yourself a pack of Huff and Puff Smokes. All right. <laughs> so that's why I think it was just kind of an arbitrary choice, yeah. whether or not you gave her the money. Or, so. Um, and you also could pay for your drink at the end. Correct. Or offer to pay for your drink. I, for yeah. Holly. Yeah. I, I, I paid for it. Yeah. So um, just because I wanted to make do. And so you get into... Um, you, you discover that Woody is actually there. Yeah. Um, and he he comes out with this, you know, emotional plea. I didn't kill her. Whoa, dude. You know, he makes a confession about um, what he really was doing in the fable version of Red Riding Hood. Which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was so that good. Was really, and that's that another really great good. thing about the fable series is these revelations of the stories that we think we know. Bill Willingham has this awesome ability of turning them on their heads into complete different interpretations of what you actually think. And so... Instead of him coming to the rescue and being the hero who hears, you know, this little girl and her, you know, dead grandma <laughs> eaten <laughs> by the big bad wolf, he actually was planning on robbing them. <laughs> he just happened yeah. to come at the right time yep. when they were being attacked by big bad wolf. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, so he he has a he has an emotional investment in hating Bigby for him being kind of lauded as a hero when really he's just a drunk thief who likes to beat on women. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So you get, you're at the bar, you have a confrontation with Grendel or Grind. I don't remember what he was called. It's Grendel. Grendel. Yeah. Uh, so you go to this big old fight and this was the moment where it was supercharged badassery where I was, I was, I'm always fighting with this moment within me in my big B because I just want to be feral. I want to be aggressive. I want to be this big you, bad wolf. I want to be the big bad wolf. And so you're getting dragged across the bar floor from Grendel, and you, you've been tossed like a rag doll, and then all of a sudden you stop, and he's trying to pull, and you can't pull you, and your nails are sunk into the wood, and then you look, and it's like, oh, yeah, 
the transformation has begun. And as Eric pointed out before we started record, recording, this isn't even all in. <laughs> so, like, this isn't Super Saiyan, guys. This is just a little powered up. This is just, just, just literally just a warm up of his muscles. Oh, it was so good. He, he still looks human. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys get a confrontation with Grendel. You beat the crap out of him. And then you have the, the choice of do you rip off Grendel's arm or do you just let him lie? Let him leave him alone. He's had enough. He's had enough. Billy, what'd you do? I left him alone. I didn't rip off his arm. I mean, that fight was just so like visceral and like we're just wailing on each other. I I thought I had made my point that I could take whatever he had and then I could give it back to him much worse. So I just kind of was like, I, I think I don't have to do anything else. Josh, what'd you do? Uh, originally, I gave him mercy as well. I beat the crap out of him. I mean, it was obvious once I was in the fight, once I showed up for the fight, it was over before it began. And I just, t- I put him down like the dog that I am, apparently. And um, it was it was incredible. And I was like, I, I got to leave this guy alone. I want to do the right thing. My second playthrough, though, it all changed. But I want to hear what you did at first, Eric. And in my original playthrough, I ripped that arm off. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why he got the vengeance. is because it, 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 at, this, at this point in, in chasing down leads and stories, um, you got to have to, you're, at this point, Bigby has to set some examples. Um, you're going to start a fight. Um, don't be starting nothing you can't finish. <laughs> so uh, I laid down the law, and the law was vengeance. <laughs> uh, big bad wolf style. I can get behind that. That's good reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't having any of it at all. It was done at that point. So I yeah. respect that. He got he got the vengeance. I in my second playthrough I gave him mercy. But in my, my playthrough that I'm gonna go through to the end, um, yeah. That arm's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Trophy. <Huh. laughs> yep. See, on my second playthrough, I was going to do ripping the arm off. I knew I was gonna do that. But Grendel, based on the Book of Fables description, just likes to be left alone, don't engage, don't talk to him. So I actually didn't engage with him at all in any of the conversation trees. I just kept silent. And I was really hoping that that would have helped veer the whole climactic battle some way differently. Uh, Because I was giving him his space and I was just doing the right thing I I know I should have done. No. Nope. And so then I actually felt a little more like awesome because it's like, all right, you're picking a fight with me. You're going to do this? And I ripped his <laughs> arm off and his, you know, threw his arm. I gave him bitch. warnings. <laughs> I gave did. him warnings time and time again. It doesn't have to go this way. Walk away. And yet he's, <laughs> he wanted to drop his glamour, which that's breaking the law right there. Yeah. And yeah. then he wants to pick a fight with the sheriff. No. So The gloves are off and the claws are on. <laughs> So then we're faced with our final choice. Yep. Do you chase the Tweedle that comes into the bar? The dumb or Tweedle D? It's D. It's, it's D. D again. It's yeah. D again. It's D. Or do you chase down the woodsman and arrest him? So who do we re- arrest going into episode two? Eric, who'd you arrest? I arrested Tweedle. Tweedle? Yep. Billy? Yeah, I did the same thing. After that, like, confession that the woodsman made, I immediately was not, I knew he didn't do it. And I switched my suspicions over to those other two guys. And as min- the minute I saw him, I knew I was going after him. Okay. I was the same way. Tweedle all the way. Woodsman, I just, I, I never believed that he was guilty. There's there's something else there, I think. 
Um, that's why in my second playthrough, I, I nabbed him. Okay. But um, yeah, my my gut says Tweedle is the uh, the true lead to follow. Okay. Yeah, because he's working for someone, so you got to f- figure out. Yeah, I mean, who's he strolls into the bar and he's like, "I got money for information. Who's gonna talk?" Yep. So. So we don't have much time left, uh, but I wanted to get everyone's I, impressions here of what what do we think episode two is going to hold for us? What are some of the consequences of our actions, uh, Billy? W- what do you foresee for episode two? Well, I think it's it's going to be a pretty big difference based on who you arrested at the end, because there's that. I mean, you're going to basically get an interrogation out of it. Um, so. That information, I think, will be different depending on who you arrested, and that'll dictate what lead you follow. And, you know, you might end up in the same place, but I think it'll be a completely different way of getting there. Yeah, are you interrogating Woodsman or D? So who are you roughing up? Well, we know, we know, no matter who you arrest, there's the killer is still out there. Yeah. Because when you're carting the person back to Woodlands, ho, 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 somebody else has been beheaded. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say who it is, uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting turn of events at the very, very last gut wrenching, ep- you know, mm-hmm. millisecond, millisecond of episode one. What about you, Eric? What do you think your consequences? So I think I think for episode two, we're gonna find a lot, little bit more. Uh, I think that the focus is gonna f- t- fold towards some of the other characters like uh, Beauty and Beast. We're gonna find out a little bit more about them and what's going on with them. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of Toad in episode two. I think we may we may pull back a little bit from him and have some other ancillary characters. Um, I think we might visit that nightclub or sex dungeon, whatever that place is, um, <laughs> with, with the the interesting alternative lifestyle people. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a nice interrogation with uh, whoever you arrested, whether it's Woody or uh, uh, the Tweedle. Um, it's going to be interesting to, to, to dig a little bit more, but I don't think we're going to have a suspect yet, a, a solid suspect. Yeah. So, uh, but it'd be interesting to see where it, where it goes from here. Cause I think episode two is really going to, I think episode one was a nice establishing, um, to get you into the story, really get you hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think episode two is going to be like, holy shnikes. Everything yeah. I thought I knew is wrong. Yep. It's going to be like an MC Escher moment. Up is down, down is up, left is. Yeah. Yeah. So Damn you, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm right there with you. Uh, I think my our consequences, I think it's going to be seeing new people that in the mix that we haven't seen before. I'm curious to see what happened with Lawrence. I'm curious to see if he actually does carry forward or not. Because um, like you were saying, Eric, that's going to be a good investigation you know to find out what happened because i gotta believe maybe he wants to live now to find out faith's killer if he does make it through right um so he has a reason to live now um but i think there's going to be this really tense interrogation scene um and i i can't imagine me going back through and finishing up with putting woody through that i just i just don't think i just don't think it's right i want to be a good guy yeah (laughs) i don't think you can be a good guy with your big bee wolf, I don't think you can. I yeah. don't think you can. I think you're. I think make... you can do as much right as you can. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you do what you have to. Yep. I think yeah. that's exactly right. Yep. Do what you have to. Episode two. <laughs> 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 it's not smoke and mirrors. It's gonna be do what you have to. It's do what you have to. <laughs> 
So, well, thank y'all so much for coming together talking about this. I, I I've loved. Uh, did y'all love this the episode? I did. Billy. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I loved I loved the whole time I was playing, like the the shots they set up, the, the even the soundtrack and the music. Uh, it was really good. Decidedly eighties. I love. I oh yeah. I love the dark, gritty neon look of the city, and the music totally fit with the game. Um, I think they yeah. nailed it across the board. Speaking as a fan of of the graphic novel series, even though there's never been any other medium uh, that this has been interpreted into other than books and comics, um, I would love to see like an audiobook series or even a television series uh, done, you know, in in a gritty style like this, like the Spawn comic or the Spawn cartoon series that was HBO. on HBO. Yeah, yeah, and it would have to be on a cable channel like that. Absolutely. You know? So that they could do all those dark, dark interpretations. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, no, I think Telltale did an exceptional job capturing the tone and voice of what Fables as a, as a video game should be. Uh, and I'm, I'm that much more excited to see what's going to happen in the next four episodes. Yeah, I am so super excited as well. This episode was very, very strong. Just hit for me a home run right out of the gate. Uh, I am... I am completely astounded that Telltale has, they're, they're kind of the J.K. Rowling of video games. What I mean by that is J.K. Rowling um, got everyone reading again because of Harry Potter. Telltale Games got everyone interested in story again because of Walking Dead and now this game. Story drives the train and it is so fantastic and is so well done. Um, while not your traditional type of game, it does show you that story can carry the weight of everything. Yeah, I love it. It'd be interesting to see how how having the rest of this season continue, and season two for The Walking Dead because they're going to be side by side. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it'd be interesting to see if they're able to keep tone and and the prestige going. I think that they can. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm just be on the record and say I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. Billy, any more last thoughts? Um. If you haven't played the game yet, go 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 play it. It's super fun. Definitely get into it. That's oh. my final thought. One one question for you two guys, since you are are new to the medium, did playing episode one make you want to go read the books now, the comics? Absolutely. I I, I after playing through that, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to go explore this universe now. So I, I would I would totally to. read that that book now for sure. Awesome. Oh show. Awesome. That's the magic of Telltale. That is the magic of Telltale. Yes. So thanks again, everybody, for coming out. Uh, great show. Uh, if uh, if you're an audience member and you have feedback for us about a, the show. Questions, concerns, comments. Maybe you want to tell us how fabulous we look, even though you've never <laughs> seen us in person. Uh, send those to gutcheck at otlgaming.com. And until next week or until next time, I'm Josh McKinney. I'm Eric Windsor. I'm Billy Hay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Billy. Pleasure being here. Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. Gut Check is produced by Dangerous Kids and as part of the Dangerous Kids Network. Find us online at DangerousKids.net or through OTLGaming.com. Music for Gut Check is from the album version of Watch You Gone by Jonathan Colton and is used under the Creative Commons license. Gut Check was filmed by a live studio audience.